Hello America and everywhere else in the world, welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley, your host with the most, with the toast, looking for a toaster, anybody, anybody, I'm out of toast, I'm down one toaster, I had a toaster at one point in time, now I don't have a toaster, preferably a toaster for two breads. Um, as a young boy, it was my dream to have a four bread toaster, but I don't have the space for a four bread toaster as I live in a cardboard box sized apartment in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? How many licks does it take to get to the, the Tootsie Roll Center of the Tootsie Pop? The world may never know because no one has ever counted their licks while they were licking a tootsie. You know how long it would take you to lick a fucking lollipop? What are we counting as a lick is the real question. Are you just licking it just one little at a time? Are you using a counter or is there a judge standing next to you watching every lick, counting each lick, making sure? Do some licks not count? If you put the whole thing in your mouth, are you now disqualified? I know if you bite it, you're disqualified, right? I could never be one of those people. I never had the patience to just lick a lollipop to completion. Hey, hey oh, you guys got some filthy minds out there, man. Well, I never licked a lollipop to completion. Ho, 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 ho. Man, grow up, man. You guys acting like you never licked a lollipop before. You guys acting like Lil Wayne didn't make a hit song about it. Before the world famous Lil Wayne, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Carter. Dwayne Johnson is the rock, you fucking idiot. Stimpy, you idiot. Uh, I was obsessed with Ren and Stimpy for a little while when I was a kid. Not for any reason other than the artwork was just so fucking cool. And I also just loved how abusive Ren was <laughs> to his best friend, Stimpy. Um, I thought that was cool the the abuse part because i'm broken because i'm a broken person just like you just like you and that's why we get along um people trauma bond i hear this this phrase a lot people trauma bonding you know it's when you become best friends with somebody because you went through or you or you form a intimate relationship with someone because you, I'm, this is my definition, because you uh, went through some fucked up shit together, right? Now, let me see what it actually is. Trauma bonding is a type of attachment towards someone who's causing them trauma. Wait, hold on. Trauma bonding is a type of attachment towards someone who's causing them trauma. Read through this, this list of signs of trauma bonding and see how many sound familiar. This is trying to make, okay, fuck... The real answers when you Google something, guys, you, you Google something, right? And then they got a couple of stupid articles that pop up. You scroll down a little bit. Take the time, right? You already typed something into your search bar. Take the time. Scroll down a little bit. This is my being patient with little kids voice that I have. I use this voice on occasion when I'm talking to people who don't seem to fucking understand when I talk like this. Uh, what is the meaning of trauma bonding? A trauma bond is a deep emotional attachment that develops in a relationship 
characterized by abuse that's emotional, physical, or both. Ah, okay. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so it's about abuse, right? Do I think abuse is funny? No. Can I tell a bunch of jokes about abuse that a bunch of people wouldn't appreciate? Absolutely. I got abuse jokes all day. I got a big bag full of jokes, and they're all about abuse, and I keep them right over here on the side of my bed so I can pull one out every night before I go to bed, laugh at it privately by myself so no one knows how funny I think abuse is, okay? That's what I do. I don't know what you do and what you need to do to get your eyes closed at night and go to sleep and start fighting. Some people count sheep. When you count your sheep, how do you think about it? How do you count your sheep? Are they jumping across your bed from one side of the bed to the other? And you're counting them like one. Are they wearing a number on them? Like one, two, like a, or they're wearing like a bib, like they're running a marathon with the number on it. Or are the sheep counting and you're just watching them? Like, is the sheep looking at you going one? What kind of voice does the sheep have? Is it like one? Does it have a deep voice? Does it have a sultry voice? Does it have a I'm going to fucking make you have a wet dream kind of voice when you go to sleep after you count these sheep, motherfucker? Because I'm taking it for a ride, baby. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long day. So trauma bonding, right? Uh, people trauma bond. It's fucked up, right? You got an abuser. He's abusing. Or she. Women can be abusive as well, right? We can all abuse. If you're a human, you have the ability to abuse. I saw a guy kick the shit out of his dog last week or a couple weeks ago. It was crazy. The, <laughs> the fucking, this big, dumb, airbud-looking golden retriever kept crossing in between the dude's legs while he was carrying something. <laughs> and the guy got so frustrated. It was by Central Park. The guy got so frustrated that he kicked the shit out of this dog. And the dog was like, okay, sorry. And the dog started acting right. That's the problem, right? It's like when you hit your TV and it starts working again, you know? So the, that guy had a trauma bond with his dog. Every time he kicked the shit out of the dog, the dog started behaving. But the dog loved him because he would feed it and take it outside and shit. But that's not cool, man. That's how abuse works. I'm no expert on, uh, on the subject, by the way. I just, I just calls it how I seize it. And I seize it all the time, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, speaking of lollipops, do you like a blow pop? Or do you actually like a Tootsie Roll pop? Right? Do you like Tootsie Rolls? I don't mind a Tootsie Roll. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm not a candy person. But, you know, I, I remember just I never minded a Tootsie Roll. Or raisins or, you know, snacks that people act like they don't like. I like those things. You know, I had a conversation with a couple of adults recently about the best cereals of all time. I've talked about this before. If you go way back into the archives, I think it was somewhere between episode 13 and 15. I talked about the best cereal mascots. And I don't think I made this statement, but I want to make this loud and clear for any of my listeners out there. By the way, this is episode 98. Holy shit. Wow. Feel it all down in my giblets. Um, this is episode 98. But back in the day, I said one day, I said, now, sir, I said, oh, sir, I said, cinnamon toast crunch. 
I don't know. I didn't say this, actually. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal of all time. Okay? It just is. Don't at me. If you have a fucking disagreement with that, you can email me at CoreyHasAPodcast at gmail.com. And we can have a discussion about why you're so dumb. Okay? That's it. Now, close seconds, right? We got Captain Crunch. The Captain. Um, you know, this is, this is, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Captain Crunch are the best cereals of all time, right? Apple Jacks was okay too, okay? I'm not gonna, but the problem with Apple Jacks is you eat too much Apple Jacks, it just tastes like you're eating a fucking bowl of cardboard, all right? Let's be honest, that somebody sprayed apple flavor on it. That's what it tastes like. And I don't want to hear anything. Oh, but what about Fruit Loops? What about all the other cereals that are shaped like circles? Like Cheerios. Cheerios. Hey, Cheerios. Um, checks. Checks mix. Honey Nut Checks. Honey Nut Checks was good. Um, Frosted Flakes was actually my favorite cereal of all time. Tony the Tiger is the best mascot. Um, I like tigers. Uh, I like my flakes frosted. It was a the block the box was the big blue box. You couldn't miss it. Um I was drawn to it. The commercials were cool. Tony the Tiger was always doing something like playing soccer or some shit. And nobody was freaking out because he could have ate all those kids if he wanted to. But he was a gentleman, you know. He had a big chest. You know. He never he never hurt nobody. He never did nothing bad to nobody. So I uh, I respect Tony the Tiger. I think he I think he he'll never get the props I feel he ever deserved. Um, that's my man's. He was dope. They're great. But yeah, yeah. Um, just getting back, just getting so close to my hundredth episode. I'm really thinking back in time of some of the things that we discuss here. You know, we we talk about mental health a lot. We talk about. Um, <clears throat> Being okay with being vocal about protecting your energy and going after what you want and being honest with your friends and your family and yourself and doing shit you like to do and taking care of your body and taking care of your mind. And, you know, I haven't had a drink in a year and a half almost. And I feel real like it's the best fucking decision I've ever made. Um, even going through some really difficult times in the last couple of months, uh, dealing with those things, being totally sober was really eye-opening for me. You learn a lot about yourself, um, and we've grown together. So I feel like you guys have grown with me, and I want to say thank you. Now, this week, I do have an email at podcast at gmail.com, and... I'm going to get into it. So, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> I am going to... I guess... Do Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read this email here. Hi, Corey has a podcast. I listened to your podcast today. 
And I realized I'm one of those people who asked for your email and did not write in to ask you any questions. I felt, per- parentheses, I felt personally victimized, by the way, LOL. I don't like excuses, but I will share that I got COVID last week and the symptoms have been pretty tough for me. But at the same time, wow, people are still getting fucking COVID. Can you believe this shit? What a perfect time to write you an email since I can barely do anything else right now. Hey, guys. Real pause. This isn't part of the email. If you have COVID, write me a fucking email and tell me about your COVID experience because I also had COVID and um, I caught it at a great time. I'm just going to say that, but uh, we can talk more about that later. Um, So some of the, whoa, got multiple questions here. Some of the questions that I would love to hear you take on or simply just a discussion on include one, as you know, I am not a native New Yorker. But one thing I experienced often when I moved here at the ripe age of 21 was that people quickly canceled plans with you if they found something better to do. That happened to me so much that I vowed to never be that person and cancel plans on someone whom I've already committed to, even if I did find something more interesting. I would love a New Yorker's take on if I've made this up in my head if it's true for the majority of New Yorkers, and if so, why? Or was I just not liked laughing, crying emoji? You have to say laughing, crying emoji, by the way, because that's how they taught you on uh, that show, The Circle. The Circle. Um, this is a good one. Um, I can't speak for all New Yorkers, but I will say canceling plans is something that I tried really hard to not do. When I was younger, especially you said you moved there at the ripe age of 21. When I was around that age, I was terrible at double booking. I would double book all the time. And it's really because I was out partying a lot and I would forget that I made other commitments or had a prior engagement. So I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'll be like, out. you know when you're out at the party and somebody invites you to the next thing while you're at the thing and you're so excited and jazzed up and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll come to that. And uh, forgetting that you already had told someone else that you would do something. So I would do that a lot. Um, do I also think that people cancel on people because something better came up? Absolutely. I think people do that shit all the time. I think people did it in their 20s. I think people do it in their 30s. And I think people will continue to do it unless they decide actively to no longer be that person. Um, it's shitty. It's a shitty thing to do. Um, I think the best thing to do in that situation is just be real. Like, hey, listen, hit up the person that you're going to cancel on and be like, yo, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, this thing came up and I it I really want to do it. Like don't be a dickhead about it and be like, yo, I would way rather do this than do what we were gonna do. Like you could say it in a way like sometimes you gotta talk to motherfuckers as if like if you respect them, you gotta talk to them like you want like almost like you like have to work with this person, right? Like, hey, listen, like how would you like you know when people send a fucking email and it's all formal and shit? You don't gotta be that formal, but you could be like, yo, um, hey, listen, so this thing came up and I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Is there any way we can reschedule our plans? Cause I still wanna hang out with you. 
this is just not the night for it. Like, people don't have that kind of decency. I feel like the awkwardness is it is more scary to them than actually just keeping it real, right? Like, and I think we need to fucking move away from that. I don't like feeling like I'm on a high horse telling people what they should and shouldn't do. Because if you're a piece of shit, or if you think it's totally fine to be like, fuck that person, something better came up. So I did that instead. If you think that's fine, then, you know, more power to you. I know me personally, I like to make sure that I keep it real with people. That's just me. That's I got a code. Some motherfuckers don't have a code. That's the thing too, right? It's naive to believe that motherfuckers are going to handle situations the way you would. You know, if it's me, I'm like, yo, I keep it real with everybody involved. But not everybody's like that. So yeah, um, I think that's a common thing everywhere. People are assholes who don't, who just cancel on you without, you know, hitting you up and keeping it real. All right, part two to this question. Since you have strong opinions about social media, I've been off social media for four weeks now, and I've never been happier. I'm like a pig rolling around in a fucking shitty, muddy pen, just rolling around, filthy. That's how happy I am. Um, Anyway, since you have strong opinions about social media, I'm curious what your thoughts are about how parents should or can handle they're now young kids from developing any sort of body dysmorphia or lack of self-esteem, given social media is likely never going away. Neither of us have kids, but this question is always on my mind because I feel really bad for the generations out there today that deal with this. We were the last generation to grow up without the opportunity to constantly compare ourselves to others on social media. So it would be interesting to hear how we're all thinking about this. Huh. There's some hard hidden there's some hard hidden questions here. Okay, so I do have strong opinions about social media, first of all. And one of the reasons I have the opinions I do have is because of this topic. Um It's hard with kids. I'm sure. I don't have any kids, like you said, but um it's hard with adults. And it's just so easy to just have this habit of being on the screen in general, right? We look at screens. We're always attracted to screens. You know, it was easy. Like, people would come home from work back in the day and turn the fucking TV on and sit in front of it until they went to bed. Every single day. People would spend all day watching TV. Then we had this little screen that's just in our pocket that we could pull out at will. So... We're always going to be like on a screen somehow. Taking away screen time is nice. I like that the iPhone every week now tells you if your screen time is up or down. I think that's cool. But um, how, how am I thinking about this? So how parents should or can handle... This is the thing. It's hard to... <clears throat> I'm not a parent, right? So I don't know. Like... I'm pretty sure it's hard to avoid it. You want your kid to have a cell phone. People do crazy shit. There was just a fucking shooting in Brooklyn. You want your kid to, you want to be able to contact your kid anytime. So your kid's going to have a cell phone. What kind of phone are they going to have? You're going to give them a fucking Moto Razor that doesn't have a goddamn um, camera on it that can't download Instagram, right? You're going to give them a phone that has a thing. You can put restrictions on it, I suppose. 
Um, it's just part of life now. It's weird. I don't know what to do about it. I'm just off of it. But some people just don't have that level of self-control. It's all discipline. And yeah, we're going to constantly compare ourselves to other people. That comparison is a thief of joy shit. <clears throat> Yo, it can destroy relationships. It can destroy your self-esteem. It can make it so you just can't enjoy the good things that you have in your life because you're constantly looking at what other people have. And if you don't have that thing or access to that thing, then you feel like a failure in some way. And that's bullshit and that sucks, you know? But, you know, Instagram and social media wasn't out until I was like in college or something like that. And so, and, but there was always magazines and shit and, you know, hot people on TV looking sexy and attractive. I remember when I was a little boy and I, I used to watch wrestling and the TV and movies and action movies and shit. And all I thought was, man, look at these fucking jacked dudes. When I'm a grown man, I want to be jacked too. And you know what I did? I just fucking used my mind to go, all right, I'm going to go to the gym now because that's what they did to get like this. And I'm going to work out, train, eat well, and take care of myself. Not everybody has that though, right? I think we should all be talking to each other. Some people don't give a shit. And those people... I don't understand them. I don't hang out with them. I don't know what they do. But to the people who do give a shit or want to give a shit, yo, this the hardest thing you're going to do is like go left when you usually go right. Just make a different choice when you're put in a position to make a choice. That's the only way your life is going to be different. Fuck social media. How do you feel about yourself? I feel like there should be like a before you download the app, there should be like a uh, like a screening. Like you should have to take a test and see where you're emotional. Like I'm on Talkspace for uh, for therapy. And, you know, you got to go in there and they got to see where you are. They got to see if you're suicidal. You know, maybe there should be a test that motherfuckers have to take or, or form to fill out before you decide to commit to having a social media presence where you have access to everybody else's highlight reel and you can also make yourself look however you fucking want. I think there should be a, a little bit of a, an assessment beforehand. But otherwise, I mean, it's not going anywhere. So this generation's kind of fucked, right? <laughs> um, all right, last one. Hold on a second. You know what I'm doing. Anyway. My guess is absolutely every single person talks to themselves on a daily basis. So why is it such an awkward thing to admit to, to admit to or do in public when everyone is doing it? Talking to yourself, recording a podcast doesn't count. I do talk to myself on this podcast all the time. Not really, though, because you're absolutely right. When I'm doing this podcast, I'm talking to a bunch of motherfuckers since I got so many goddamn listeners every week. Shout out to all of you. Pat yourself on the back wherever you are. Do it. Fuck it. Um, so, uh, I think people talk to themselves. I see people talk to themselves at the gym a lot. You know, it's just hard to tell sometimes because everybody's got like AirPods or headphones in or something, but some people are talking to themselves and some people have an external monologue, but I actually heard that some people don't have an internal monologue and I don't believe that. I don't believe that. 
You know, I think a thing that blows my mind is thinking about people that speak multiple languages. Like, what language do you speak to yourself in your head in? Out of all the languages you know, like, which one do you pick? Probably the one that your mom spoke to you in or something, right? That's interesting to me, but everyone talks to themselves. I have full-blown arguments with myself. I talk to myself in the shower, especially. I talk to myself walking down the street. But I do this thing too, right? Like I'm practicing ventriloquist, like a ventriloquism type of situation where my lips don't move. But if you stood next to me, you'd hear sounds coming out of my mouth. So maybe everybody should look that up, right? Take on uh, ventriloquism. Is that a word? Is ventriloquism a word? Ventriloquism. The art of throwing the voice. Yeah. People should study ventriloquism if they're um, embarrassed of talking to themselves in public. That's my take on that. Um, These may be lame questions to start out, but still curious to hear your take. They're not lame questions. Thank you, Sierra. CEO and founder of Kite Linens. Check out Kite Linens, everybody, on Instagram. Follow them Um, if you're trying to get cozy and snuggly in the sheets, if you know what I mean. Um, Wow, that was great. That was great for the for the reads for this week, huh? Getting reads, everybody. If you have questions or you want me to talk about something or answer a a thing that's you've been you've been thinking about, something you've been carrying, weighing heavy on your shoulders, hit me up at CoreyHasAPodcast at gmail.com and I will gladly resolve any issue or simply just uh make make things a little clear for you. You know, because that's what I'm here for. I'm like a, I'm like a fucking Windex spray on your glass mirror after you finish popping a fucking pimple and it's oozed all out onto the mirror. Isn't that gross? What is that shit? It's pus. Is it pus? I don't know. It's dirt. They tell you all these dermatologists. They tell you all this shit. I know a lot of you have been asking about my skincare regimen. Shut the fuck up. All right, everybody. Listen. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your April. The summertime is basically here. It's around the corner, but it's here, right? But listen, also, people are still getting COVID. So wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I don't give a shit, but stay the fuck away from me, all right? Have a nice day, everybody. Take care of yourselves and the people you love, and I'll talk to you soon. Later!